0: Right, I am joined in the studio by an author, uh, a lady called Isabel Martinov.
1: Marinov. <laughs> Marinov, no, I knew that.
0: <laughs> Sorry, Isabel Marinov. <laughs> Hello, Isabel. <laughs> Hello. Hello. Um, right, so um, uh, let's talk a little bit about uh, the books that you have written. And I uh, understand that you're here because you've got uh, a book coming out very, very soon. Uh, next week, Thursday. in fact. yeah. Next yes.
1: Thursday, yeah.
0: Interesting. So, um, right, so tell us a little bit about, shall we start with the book? Shall okay. we start with yeah. the book that's yeah. coming out? Yes, okay. uh, Henry and the Machine.
1: Henry and the Machine, yeah. Okay. And it's, us- it's, oh, sorry.
0: No, no, no. that's fine. I was going to say, can you give us a brief synopsis, a little pricey of it, please?
1: Yeah. So Henry and the Machine is a picture book and it's uh, a book about the meaning of art. It's a story of a boy. Um, who learns about the meaning of art when he accidentally sets off um, an art installation during his <laughs> school visit to the art gallery so that's the, the pitch
0: So that's the uh, the catalyst for that's a, a catalyst a, yeah. a journey into yeah. I, so um, when I first when it, when it was suggested that um, we, we talk on air about this and I looked uh, and I was like well any book any book that encourages children not only to sort of like um, to foster an appreciation but also to question art. Mm-hmm, I yeah. think so many people just look at it and go, I like that, or I don't like yeah, it, and yeah. then they walk on, yeah. and uh, and then uh, very uh, very few people question like, well, why? Why do I like yeah, that? You yeah. know, what what is that triggering in me that? Uh, exactly. And yeah. even even negative reactions, I mm-hmm. think, like um, I've stood in the Tate Modern in in <laughs> London and gone, that horrible. (laughs) I hate it. And I'm like, well, why do I hate it? It's triggered a reaction. It's done its job. Yeah, exactly. And
1: that's that's exactly the message of the book.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And uh, yes, so I think that's a a really, really good thing. Um, An unexpected thing. I don't think I've ever come across uh, a book that's yeah, that that that's um destined like there's it exists to um, foster an interest in art. Yeah, so it's it's
1: because I think i I've been thinking a lot about this question: uh, mm-hmm. what is art and what what what's the meaning of art? What's the point of art? And so all my books are basically questions I I have and I try to find an answer by creating a story around it so that, that's right. basically why i write i think so the <laughs> inevitable
0: sense. the inevitable next question there is did did the book uh bring you an answer what is art
1: uh, yeah <laughs> i think it, it brought me an answer yeah
0: but not one you wish to share. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's fair enough. Yeah. Um, okay, so, um, th- but this isn't, uh, this isn't your first book, is it?
1: No, no. No, I've, I've, no. <laughs> no, no. I've written two, uh, well, I've published two um, picture books before. Mm-hmm. Uh, one with the same publisher, um, that was Leo and the Octopus. It was with Templar mm-hmm. in London. And it's been translated into many languages, um, including Luxembourgish. Um, the other one was a biography about Edwin Hubble, um, the um, astronomer. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and the Hubble telescope named after. After him, yeah. yeah, exactly. And that was published in New York by Enchanted Lion, uh. um, independent publisher.
0: And that book is called The Boy Whose Head Was Filled with, with stars. stars. Exactly, yeah. Such so yeah. a cool yeah. title. Yeah. Um, let's go back to Leo and the Octopus, the other, uh, other children's yeah, book, yeah. which I understand... Has uh, film rights optioned and? Yes, yeah. yeah.
1: So it's uh, going to be made into an animation movie. Animation movie.
0: Well, that's exciting. Uh, yes.
1: <laughs> by it's produced by Deal Productions here in Luxembourg, and it's going to be made by Melusine in ah, Canton. Yeah,
0: they yeah. they've done other, haven't they? Um, yeah, uh, animations. Yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. They're very, uh, very famous in the industry.
0: So. Obviously, you've written the book. Um, what's your involvement with the, with the filmmaking process there? You know, like, a, yeah, have, you, have you been approached to sort of, say, write the screenplay for it? Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: You I, for you and the Octopus, I wrote the screenplay. Um, I actually had to expand the story a little bit because the picture book is quite, I mean, the, the story is quite short, mm-hmm. so I had to, to, to make it a bit longer because it's going to be a, a 30 minute movie. Right. Um, so, yeah, I wrote the screenplay, when was it, last year, and now it's in pre-production. Exciting. And as far as I know, they are uh, producing um, a teaser and then they are going into production and um, making the movie. So it should be out, I think, next year sometime.
0: Interesting. So, okay, I have another question. Um, the uh, so you've written the book, and mm-hmm. the book exists as its own entity, mm-hmm. and then you've been asked to write additional material yeah. for the film. So, do you, as an author, then go back to ideas that you had about the book that never made it into the book, or did you have to go through a process whereby you had to create huh. uh, from scratch some new stuff?
1: Yeah, that's a good question. I think I had to to create new stuff because I uh, that co- that story, Leo and Yorgbis, was pretty much. For me, it was uh, when I write something, then I don't think about it anymore. It's like, okay, that's done. Next. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And so for the screenplay, I had to revisit the story, but then I had to find ways to... uh, I had to add a a subplot, essentially, Mm -hmm. because I I needed more material. But I, I wanted to keep the same message. I wanted to keep the same story, but I just needed to... To make it bigger, I, I guess, like turning a, a short story into absolutely yeah. a novel, or something like that.
0: Sure, yeah, it's like new, new plot twists. Yeah, and yeah. New but but keeping
1: p- the same characters and adding some characters, but uh, keeping the main subject.
0: I understand. Um, right, so it's uh, the the animation mm-hmm. is going to be based on your book, which yeah. is also a picture book. Yes. So the inevitable next question is: Is will the film retain the art style of the book
1: Mm -hmm. yeah we had a discussion about that and uh, we decided that we should keep the style because it's a very um, uh, engaging style I think it's um, an illustrator from Australia called Chris Nixon and he's also now involved in the um, in the production of the movie, so Excellent. I don't, I don't know exactly how this works because I, <laughs> I don't know anything about animation, but I'm a writer. <laughs> I'm a writer, yeah. but they're working together in some, yeah, in some ways, and uh, yeah, so the movie is going to be in the same visual style than, than the book, which is going to be fantastic because yeah. I really like his style.
0: OK, that's brilliant. So uh, so picture books aside, you've written another book, uh, Boy Underground? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's m- a novel, yeah. Yeah, perhaps you can tell me a little bit about the novel then.
1: Yeah, so Boy Underground is a middle grade novel, which means it's for kids 9 to 12 or 9 to 14, maximum, I think. OK. And it's a story set in Paris, um, a group of three friends, and the main character is on the autism spectrum. And uh, they go underground, so below Paris, there's this whole um, network of Mm -hmm. tunnels and bunkers and everything. And um, Hugo, the main character, leads them through the maze of uh, the Paris underground. And they have many adventures there. And it's a story about friendship and about um, being different and um, and also using your differences and uh, how they can benefit you.
0: Okay, brilliant. That sounds cool as well. Um, so let's talk about life as a writer. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, so w- we've spoken briefly, very briefly before, and we were talking about uh, this and uh, and the, perhaps the public perception of a writer, where they um, hear about the 1%, maybe not even that, of yeah. writers that make it big and it's like, oh, you just write a book and, yeah. then, and then you're a millionaire and you can uh, just like toss out a book every year or so. Yeah. Um, I imagine the reality is very, very different. So you could uh, shed some light on, you know, like, um, yeah, yeah. What, yeah. what is life as a writer like?
1: Um, I mean, it's, it's a very solitary life mm-hmm. because you spend a lot of hours on your own and you, you really have to like being with yourself. Because otherwise you won't <laughs> make it, <laughs> um, and then there's a lot of self-doubt. At least for me, I, I always question myself. Even when I'm, now that I'm published, I still, I'm still question myself. I'm, I'm writing now the sequel to Boy Underground, and um, is it
0: called Boy Overground?
1: <laughs> it doesn't have a working. Tit- it doesn't have a title yet. We had an idea. You can for have. Tit- you can have that one. <laughs> yeah, thank you. <laughs> Um yeah so I'm I'm writing that and I have to say it's uh I'm, I'm a bit under under some kind of pressure now because I need to deliver something by deadline and and um I'm less um <coughs> relaxed than I was about the first book. Uh, so yeah, it's it's not always uh, I think people always have a very romantic idea mm. of uh, of the writing life and it's not at all like that. It, I mean I love it. It's the, the the only thing I want to do and I always wanted to do that from the time I was a kid but but still, it's not something. It's not easy. First of all, it's not easy to to break into the um, the business because it's very competitive. There are a lot of people who try to get their book published. Um, for me, it was never uh, self-publishing was never an option because I'm I'm not good at the whole organization of promoting sure. yourself and all that stuff. Mm. I don't want to do that. So that was not an option for me. So I tried for many, many years, I tried to get an agent, I tried to get published, and I got so many rejections, it's just crazy. But that's just part of the process, and people don't know that. They think it's from one day to the next, you write something, you get it published. No, Mm. it's, I mean, Boy Underground, I probably edited the text for four years. Wow. It's been, it's gone through so many revisions and uh, versions and drafts, I mean, I, I cannot even, remember how the first version was it was so different yeah yeah. it was so different so that's really part of the process and actually the more I write the more I realize that writing is really about rewriting what you you write something and then you revisit it over and over and over again and you have to yeah you have to you have to have the patience to do that
0: I I have written in the past but nothing nothing on your scale and uh, and I see each revision or each editor's feedback as a compromise and, and <laughs> i guess and i guess that's that's the wrong attitude to have you know it yeah. feels like feels like a little defeat each time you have to change something you've written and i just wondered like um by the time the book sees print um and you say that you don't remember what the first draft was <laughs> yeah. like does it feel like uh, you, you obviously feel great that your book is in the hands of people and in yeah. bookshops and stuff but is there a little bit of like you look at it and go yeah, but my original idea was better or?
1: Well, I have to say working with an editor is really a lot about um, trying to find a way to make the book better mm-hmm. together. I don't see the editor working against me. So you part of the yeah, process. I, they're really uh, it's really teamwork, you yeah. know, and I know that the editor knows so much about story structure and about things that I don't know. And so my editor on Boy Underground, uh, she was fantastic. She, she really um, I think the book is so much better thanks to her. Oh, brilliant. Well, then yeah. that, that's Even if I had to make some, sometimes you have to make a compromise, but yeah. that's okay, you know. It's not, you have to put your ego aside and think about the story. Difficult. <laughs> I know. <laughs> <laughs>
0: um, perhaps uh, a, a quick uh, glimpse into uh, what the writing process is like. I know that some, some writers shut themselves away from like nine in the morning until, mm-hmm. you know, they, they treat it as a yeah. working day yeah. and others write when they can. Uh, perhaps they have family or a daytime job. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, I just wonder what you're um, Yeah, writing. so
1: I don't have a daytime job anymore, but I have a family. I have two boys, mm-hmm. so I need to, yeah, I need to be there for them. Of course. So I I try to work when they are at school. Mm-hmm. Um, I try to keep it regular. I, it, I mean, it doesn't have to be every day because sometimes, um, like, for instance, today, I, I won't be able to write. And then sometimes you have to put time aside to do like promotion stuff like uh, update your website or they come to a radio show which is also part of the work but I try to I try to be um, regular so I try to really to to write every day Mm -hmm. and sometimes it works sometimes it doesn't work but uh, yeah brilliant that's the thing
0: (laughs) so um, I got I guess we've covered pretty much everything, haven't we? Is there anything else that you think that we need to, uh, Uh, that you need uh, um, listeners and potential readers that need to know? (laughs) Uh,
1: No, the only thing I I wanted to mention is that um, we've also sold the film rights to Boy Underground. So that one is going to be made into a live action movie and produced by Deal Productions. Um, I'm not going to write this, well, I'm I'm going to be the co-writer on the screenplay. I'm not, not taking the lead on that because uh, that's too much I don't have time but I, I really want to, to to be part of the process also because it's a collaboration and I really like uh, to to get out of my writing office and sure. meet other people <laughs> and work together
0: and I guess screenwriting is is a different beast to yes. a, you know, novel writing or Yes different. it yeah. is it so is
1: because you need to you only have like dialogue and uh, action to mm-hmm express what's happening. You cannot no, no, get in. Into, no, yeah. In a monologue. No, in un- a monologue unless you use a uh, voiceover, but that's lazy. So <laughs> we don't do that. Okay. And we try to yeah, we try to, to get the the this, the story um and, and show uh, th- show what the, the characters are doing and what they are saying. So that that's how the story is told. So for me screenwriting is really um story at its purest form because you cannot really cheat if you, it's really like the story structure has to work, otherwise it's not
0: Howard, I was having a discussion with somebody just the other day um, I love old silent films, mm-hmm. like going like back into the 20s and, the, and like the early 30s and uh, uh, my friend said that that was quite possibly the purest form of storytelling. Oh, yes, yes. No words. You no works, just yeah. everything, yeah. Through actions and stuff. And yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah, I think he might have a point. But, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. But um, yeah, screenwriting is definitely a different beast Totally together. different, yeah. Isabel? Thank you ever so much for coming in and talking about about your life as a writer and and the (laughs) books. Um, Just a reminder that uh, Henry and the Machine uh, is uh, published, or or I guess it's already published, it's released.
1: It's, yeah, it's it's going to be published next Thursday. Uh, It's going to be out next Thursday. In the shops. Yeah, in the shops next Thursday. So, you know... Um, yeah. Oh, sh- oh, I w- forgot to mention one Hello. thing, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> it's all also translated into Luxembourgish mm-hmm. and it's going to be called an Emil and machine.
0: Emil, yeah. Emil,
1: mm-hmm. and it's published by uh, Binsfeld.
0: Emil m- always makes me think of Emil and the Detectives. Do you know that? No. no pro- okay, I'm, no. I'm showing my age. <laughs> we'll move on. <laughs> the interview's over. <laughs> Isabel, thank you ever so much for coming in. Thank you so and much. And telling us all about that. Thank um, you.